Hello, 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 and welcome to Inner Truth Tarot. I'm Esme, it's Friday night, and I have had one fuck of a week. My meditation practice has completely fallen to the wayside this week, and as a result, my brain has been extra brainy, and I also got an email from someone that brought up a question, which I think is probably a good thing to touch on. So um, that's what we're going to do in this episode. And in the next episode on Tuesday, we're going to return to our regularly scheduled programming. Next up in our lineup is the Empress. And then we've got an episode about working with the threes. But for now, it's Friday night. We're going to chat. It's going to be really informal. I've got a glass of scotch here. I hope you have something cozy and comforting in front of you. And if you're not at all interested in something that's a little uh, gabby and conversational, then feel free to skip this episode. So I got this email from a listener the other day, and um, yeah, I, I'm i not going to share their name because I didn't ask for permission to, uh, to do that, um, but the gist of the email was, why should I listen to you? And um, I don't think that it was intended with that inflection. That is the way my ego took it upon first read but it is email communication and it is very difficult to discern and express nuance over email in the most productive and effective manner. So I am choosing to believe that they did not mean it the way that I initially took it with my very initial um, ego-led reaction when I first scanned through that email. Uh, But I believe it was a genuine question. So I believe this listener had a an actual concern and a genuine thought and they just wanted to express it and they they wanted to have a conversation and dialogue about this. So I emailed them back, but I thought I would go over this topic here on the show as well because this is something that I think is really important to discuss. There's got to be other people in the audience who have had the same question, like, who the fuck are you? Why should I listen to what you have to say? Um, maybe not like that again, but you know what I mean. And I think it's going to be pretty simple, which means this is going to be kind of a short episode, probably, maybe. Don't quote me on that. Uh, But it comes down to this. Tarot is dynamic. It is not static. There are thousands of tarot books out in the world. I have no idea how many tarot podcasts there are. I've looked around. There seem to be a couple dozen that are really good. Um, and there's, I have no idea how many more there actually are because I kind of got tired searching, but there's a lot of content out there about tarot. There are countless websites about tarot. There's blogs, there's articles, there's newsletters, there's all of this conversation. I'm sorry, all this content that is creating a conversation around the cards and the meanings. And that's in longer form content. This doesn't even include social media. Everybody on social media talking about tarot, they too are contributing to the overarching conversation. Tarot, in my mind, is kind of having a moment right now. And I've seen this a few times in my life, uh, but tarot has really 
I think hit its stride. It is becoming more mainstream. It is becoming more popular. I remember uh, maybe four or five years ago when the local Barnes and Noble, which by the way, I live in the middle of nowhere. We have one Barnes and Noble in like a 200 mile radius, started carrying tarot cards in in the store. It was amazing. Like they'd never done anything esoteric before. And all of a sudden there's this shelf of tarot cards. And over the last few years, this shelf of tarot cards has grown to an entire floor to the top of the shelf of tarot cards, not just this one little shelf. And the inventory has grown. And then this last year, it doubled. So there's now two big shelves at the end of this section, all of tarot cards. This is pretty remarkable to me. Barnes and Noble stocking them is interesting. It means there are enough people who buy tarot cards in my rural part of this country that they feel the need to stock literally 40 some odd different decks. But also they're stocking all of those different decks and them doing so prominently in the store is also contributing to this conversation around tarot. Now, the more conversations there are about tarot, the more voices there are, the more narratives that are being told through tarot, the more people are exploring tarot to deepen their connection with themselves, to look at the world, to explore consciousness, to explore their soul. The more people who do that, the more tarot evolves and grows. Because tarot is not static. Tarot is dynamic. Tarot is living and breathing. Tarot evolves with the ages. Tarot evolves with societal norms. While tarot has, until recently, been in the background in most people's realities, it has been picking up energies. It has been picking up meanings. It has had its own little thing going on here. So if you look at the historical decks, you'll notice that the um, the imagery, while maybe very similar to what we have now, the meanings are not always the same. There's a lot of differences in the way the cards were interpreted then versus how they are interpreted now. So there are some meanings in, uh, let's say, um, Atea's interpretation of tarot, where the cards are used solely for fortune telling, and you get this card, it means a dark woman's gonna, dark haired woman's gonna come into your life, and if you get this card, it means that you're gonna give birth to a girl, and you get this card, you're gonna give birth to a boy. So for, you know, um, I don't know if this is necessarily Atea, but in um, Romani folk um, fortune telling and folk traditions, often. Ace of Cups would signify the birth of a girl, and Ace of Wands would signify the birth of a boy, and I feel like I can share that because I am Romani, my family came over um, from the old country during the unrest leading up to the Holocaust, which is a whole different topic for another time. But my family, my the women in my family specifically, were really passionate about keeping the old world traditions alive when it came to soothsaying, basically. Um, so signs, portents, 
uh, reading signs, no matter where they show up, not just in the cards, was something that was really important to the women of my family. And that got passed down. So, I mean, we've only been here for going on 100 years now. And my family, at some point, I believe this was my great-grandmother, Margaret, decided, you know what? Now that we're here, things might start to to change. I mean, it was really important to her to assimilate, and so a lot of these old traditions got really well protected so they wouldn't just die off. That wasn't dying off meant you know, cognitively, these traditions dying off cognitively was not really a concern in the old country because the traditions were alive and well. But then they came to America and life was completely different. My great grandfather painted Vardos. He, and they came here, and he ended up working at Bausch & Lohm as a lens grinder. So, <laughs> with all of that, um, that dramatic upheaval to their lives, they started preserving the knowledge and the traditions. And one of them was the historical signs that they would use, uh, or how they would interpret things. Um whether it be in the cards or in tea leaves. Tea leaves were, were a big one. I'm shit at tea leaf reading. Um, the traditions, while have been preserved now in my family, my mother saw to that. She was very passionate about making sure that all of these family traditions were passed down. The meanings of the cards are no longer just cardomancy. It is no longer, you know, you see an ace of wands and you're going to give birth to a boy. I mean, that is certainly one interpretation of the cards. But as our world has changed and as society has evolved and as our awareness of consciousness and of the soul's purpose and of karmic cycles has evolved, so has our ability to discern what the cards have to say. So now I see an ace of wands in a reading and I don't go, hey, you're going to give birth to a boy. And I look at that as there is fire, there's passion, there is a project. You are cogitating, there's something brewing inside of you. And it is this spark. It's just, just a little tiny spark right now, but it's going to give birth to something bigger. So it is still a birthing card, but it is not about the birth of a human being. So um, over time, all of these meanings have evolved, and they're going to evolve beyond what they are today. Our interpretations today, you know, we'll have, get a cardomancer in 20 years who may look back at what we're talking about now and go, oh, well, that's fucking horseshit. Why would they think that? That's stupid. It evolves. It's ever growing. It is ever changing because tarot is picking up the energies that are all around it. It is picking up on what is going on in society. It's picking up on what you are feeling and what you are thinking, what your querent is feeling and thinking. It's picking up on all the energies that are in the reading space. Tarot learns and grows and evolves. Our understanding of the cards, our understanding of ourselves alone is enough to make tarot grow and evolve. Even if you don't use tarot for fortune telling, if you just use tarot to look into your soul, to, to find out who you are, to find out what makes you tick, 
tarot will be growing and evolving because you are growing and evolving. You are not the same person that you were five minutes ago, that you were a year ago. You are a continual work in progress. And we're not even talking about multiverse and the different timelines and all that. Just you in this moment are different than you were in the previous moment. Because you are one moment older and wiser. You have another moment of experience. You have another moment of all of those neurons in your brain firing and forming new connections and thinking crazy, ridiculous thoughts about how you're not good enough or about how no one is ever going to love you. Like you've got more of that. So you are now different than you were just a moment ago. But with tarot... The more you get to know the deck, the more you understand that the deck is not what one person wrote down in a book, that it is growing, that it is evolving as you are growing and evolving, the more powerful this tool is to help you uncover who you are and what you want out of life and what your karmic cycle is. I mean, I'm still working on that one myself. I mean, every now and then something pops up and I'm like, oh yeah, that is why I'm here. That is my fucking karma. But on a deeper soul level, I don't know yet, but I'm working it out. And tarot is a way to help me do that. And so to this question of why should you listen to me? Why should you listen to my show? Why should you listen to my card meanings? It's because I'm another voice in this conversation. I am just adding my perspective to this dialogue that we are having about tarot. Now, what I have to say about tarot, not necessarily true. It's true for me right now in this moment. It may not be true for me in a year. It may not be true for you at all in any way, shape, or form. You may listen to everything I say and go, well, she's full of shit. I don't want anything to do with this. And you go find yourself another podcast. And that's totally valid. That is, honestly, I encourage that, frankly, because if you're going to be sitting here going, oh my God, I can't stand this woman don't waste your time unless you have the similar mindset that I do where you just listen to everything about tarot whether or not you agree with it and then you sit with it and you meditate on it and then you decide later whether or not you agree with it I watch so many videos about tarot I have read so many books about tarot there is a lot of content out there about tarot that I just completely disagree with. I read that and I'm like, how the hell did they get to that conclusion based on those cards? Like, I don't get it. Um, But that's just me. I, while I, I see spreads on Instagram, I see people doing reels of their queerance uh, questions, the cards, I can look at that and go, well, that doesn't make any sense to me based on what those cards are. However, here's the thing. I'm not the one doing the reading. I'm not even the querent. I am nowhere in that room. I am nowhere in that conversation. I don't know what the energies were. Who am I to judge what someone takes out of the cards? Who am I to say that your interpretation of the cards is wrong? Who am I to say... Oh, well, that's fucking stupid. I'm nobody. What I think about the cards is completely irrelevant. Because what I think about the cards is going to change as the cards change. 
as my experience with the cards change. My interpretations and my definitions of the cards are completely different than they were when I started tarot when I was a child because I had zero world experience. I didn't understand anything about it at all. Um, I just had the the Romany fortune-telling definitions of the cards and I just memorized those and went from there. I didn't actually understand any of it. As I got older, as my worldview expanded, as my life experience expanded, that's when nuance kicked in. And if you're new to tarot, that's probably how it's going to go for you. You're going to spend a lot of time learning the cards and, you know, memorizing all the keywords and what do I do if it's reversed? And you're going to like make all of these notes and you're going to try to commit these things to memory. And you know what? It's going to be totally different for you in a year because you're going to be a totally different person. So I just, I hope that this show is not treated or seen as the end-all be-all to tarot because it isn't. It will never be. I hope it is here to just add another voice to the conversation, to make you think, to make you examine the cards a little bit differently, to see what works for you and to leave what doesn't work for you. I would love it if I could inspire someone to go into tarot scholarship to really do some research on the historical origins of tarot and see how that has evolved and how the cards have changed over the years. Whether or not that's going to happen, I don't know. That's neither here nor there. But this show is not meant to be treated as I am the arbiter of all things tarot. I am not. And I would like to put out into the universe that anyone who says that they are the tarot expert and what other people say and think and do about tarot is wrong, I would just put out there that maybe you challenge that position or maybe if you feel so called to, just don't follow them, just don't listen to them because that is someone who is leading entirely with ego. That is someone who is using tarot not just to help people find answers, but also to give themselves a little bit of an ego boost. And when the ego comes into play in tarot is when things start to get a little bit funky. We've already got enough problems with ego in this world. I have enough problems with ego in my life. I, right now I've been fighting with my partner and I was really hurt. My ego was very hurt. I had a hard time chopping my ego off from the conflict that we were having, and he the same. It is hard enough to keep your ego in check in normal interactions. But when you're using tarot, especially when you're using tarot with someone else, it is very easy to have your ego sitting there influencing the way that you see the cards, influencing the way that you show up. Do you show up as a reader, as someone who is trying to be liked and loved by the querent? If you're doing that, if you're there and you're trying to make yourself be liked, then you're doing it out of ego. If you're showing up and doing tarot readings because it makes you feel good about yourself, you're doing it out of ego. How we navigate that, how we 
start to put the ego aside is a completely different podcast episode. It takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of practice. It is very challenging to do when you are reading for others to put your ego aside, which is why I don't read for people I know. If I have a friend or family member who comes to me for a reading, I usually don't read for them. Unless it is a situation about which I know absolutely fucking nothing, I don't do it. Because it is very difficult to leave your ego at the side and to not let your ego influence your reading. It is difficult to not let any bias pop in. I just submit to the universe that if someone is approaching their tarot content through the lens of I am the expert, I am the arbiter, and these other people over here don't know what they're talking about, they're, they're being ego-led. I mean, we, all, we are all ego-led, but maybe to the point where it's not necessarily so beneficial. So this episode got a little bit longer than I was anticipating. Thank you for hanging in there with me. But um, to quick sum it up, if you want to listen to an alternative perspective about tarot, one that you may not have considered, one that may have different nuances than other podcasts that you listen to, then then tune in. I'm not asking you to agree with me. I'm not telling you that I know everything about tarot because I totally don't, even though I've been doing this for 30 years, I totally don't know everything about tarot. There is so much to tarot. But if you want an alternative perspective, if you want to listen to someone who's adding a voice to the conversation, then stick around. And I, I just hope that you listen to my episodes about the cards and, you know, you take from it what serves you and you question what doesn't serve you. And, you know, sit with it, figure out why this, whatever it is, is triggering why you feel like this isn't in your best interest why it doesn't serve you because the things that you initially go oh that's not for me that's something to pay attention to that that reaction that right there that repulsion it teaches you something about yourself if you only sit with it if you take a moment take a deep breath sink into that feeling and figure out why you are feeling that way So as you're listening to my card meaning episodes, as you're listening as we explore tarot, whenever you start feeling like, oh, I don't understand that at all, and, you know, what the hell is she saying? You know, anything like that, I just invite you to sit with it. You see how it makes you feel when you actually sit with it and explore that feeling. You may find something out about yourself that you were not expecting, and that is the whole point of the show. The point of the show is to help you use tarot to uncover facets of yourself and your personality and your soul and your karmic cycle and figure out just a little bit more, just a little tiny bit more about what makes you tick, what makes you happy, what makes you you. That's all. Thank you so much for listening. I will see you on Tuesday.